Welcome to the Underpaid and the Underqualified, your one and only podcast for useless and unimportant information with your host, Vincent. And Jaw. And we're back. Woo! You excited, Jaw? Most definitely. <laughs> I am. I just need to try to learn and feed off your energy right now. My false energy that is not accurately portraying how I'm feeling at all because I'm trying to keep it entertaining for the many listeners out there. Um, Wait, shouldn't you have a bunch of endorphins running into your system right now, especially if you just came back from a jog? That's true. I just did a seven and a half mile jog. And uh, yeah, all those endorphins, uh, I think they died about 10 to 15 seconds uh, right before the podcast you hit record. So here wow. we are. You're pretty useless. Moving on. <sighs> well, you, How's ever your heard, week? you ever heard the phrase, <laughs> it takes two to tango, Joe? I don't know how to dance. So how's your week, Vince? How's that going? That's fair. My week is, um, it's pretty good. I, uh, got a new GoPro Hero 8 camera today. The newest product. Shameless plug of the company I work for. Uh, if this was a video podcast, which maybe someday it will be, I could show it off. It's, uh, feels like a, one of those nerdy action figures that people don't open out of their boxes. Like, you ever see the 40-year-old version? Yes. Do you remember uh, how he had all of his uh, like superhero figures collected in a box? Yes. That's how I feel with this GoPro Hero 8 camera. You yeah. see it? It just looks pretty I see it still in right? a box. A giant 8. Right you should frame it. it. You should put it in one of those collector cases that's like full on like glass in all like four directions. And just put it right next to your TV. You look at it every time. I'm tempted. It would be very aesthetically pleasing. But, Damn, uh, you're a nerd. Anyways. I also want to use it at some point, so... And you're talking to the same guy who's going to hook you up with a GoPro deal, aren't you, Jeff? <laughs> Still waiting for you to get back to me on that. <laughs> waiting for what? I thought it was pretty set. You want to get uh, Hero 7, right? Or Hero 8? Uh, I mean, whatever is the cheapest. See, this is why, because <laughs> I don't know what you want. You got to make it clear. I was told, I told you <laughs> to give me the prices, and I'm like, all right, I'll decide that. Actually, I don't remember what I don't think you said that. <laughs> No, I did say No, I, told I said you. you pick the camera, and I'll get the 50% discount. Actually, you didn't say that. I said, just do whatever's cheapest in your all right. No, that's not what happened. No, no, no. that's what you said. <laughs> we have no way to prove it, that but I'm going to tell said. you for a fact that's not what happened. Oh, my God. That's exactly what you said. I recall that. Because you didn't tell me. Because if you did, I would have said. Okay, we're going to okay. start a new timeline. Just reiterating exactly what I said. All right, so you work with GoPro, and you love your GoPro right now. Highlight the differences right now between the 7 and the 8. Um, honestly, not a whole lot. <laughs> No, I, well, here's the thing. There's not, like, any new, new features. It's kind of just everything's improved. So we had HyperSmooth before. Now we have HyperSmooth 2.0. We had Time Warp. Now we have Time Warp 2.0. And uh, do you know at the bottom of the camera, there's, like, you can put an accessory to, like, mount it on something with the fingers? Yes. So it has folding fingers. So at the bottom on the camera, the fingers are actually included on the camera. So you can naturally fold them. Mm-hmm. So that's one kind of nifty thing. Well, that's the thing that the 8 has, right? Yeah. But honestly, the biggest the biggest pro for me is it's free and it's cool and I'll take it. Uh, but yeah, otherwise my week's okay. I don't know, just uh, kind of hanging in there, stoked for the holidays coming up, I guess. Um, oh, I remember you said you were going to confirm how much of a discount you get. Yeah, well, you said it was fifty percent. Uh, the Aaron said it was fifty percent, but then I'm not sure if that's still true. It's probably true. Okay, if it's fifty percent, then I'm still interested. Let me know how much the prices. Well, are. just let me know what camera. <laughs> Why don't you just look up the cameras and the prices, factor in fifty percent, say, "Hey, Vince, get that," and I'll be like, "All right." But what if it's not fifty percent? It's like only forty percent. Then I'll let you know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> That's how it goes. But um, yeah. Otherwise, no. My week's uh, week's good. Did I tell you I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yeah, yeah you I think did. that was last week. Yeah, um, you brought that up. And really? I was, and I think I responded with, uh, "I'll probably watch it eventually, illegally somehow." Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's kind of cool to see in a theater, but I think it's also a movie you could enjoy at home. But uh, I want to see The Lighthouse a lot. You seen the trailer for that? I have no idea what that is. Really? It's uh, your favorite, Batman. Robert Pattinson. <laughs> oh! The black and white one where they're literally on a white house, and it's great. It's uh, They just look like they're driving each other insane. I remember not caring about the trailer because I really don't recall it. I probably skimmed it somewhere somehow. Yeah. And just completely zoned, like tuned it out of my mind because I didn't care. It doesn't look like a straight up horror movie. It looks more like a period piece, you know, with good acting. So I don't think, AKA, I don't think you'd like it at all. <laughs> uh, I mean, I appreciate good movies. Eh. If it's a good movie, like. Acting, it's more like dramatic and acting and 
You like well, you like Joker. I think there's a lot of insanity and in, like people losing their minds, like the, like in Joker. But you might like it in that respect. Maybe I don't know. Like I said, I appreciate good movies. Like I'm trying to think, what are some good movies? Transformers Four. <laughs> Transformers One and Three were alright. Everything else was just <laughs> hot garbage. Transformers One was actually like decent. I'll say it was okay for the time. It fit in more because I think it was more appropriate for the time. You know, back in like two thousand six, yeah. there was more like CGI explosions, and then two was just one of the most dog shit movies you could ever see. Oh yeah, I agree one hundred percent. I think I was fairly upset after that. I had three. to see it twice because I had two groups of friends who wanted to see it, and uh, I had nothing else to do. I I like three. And then everything else is just like, I, I like graphics. That's fair. <laughs> that's what it became too. Um, yeah, that's uh, the third one had Jason Statham's uh, like girlfriend or wife, I think, as the chick. Yeah, and she's like our age. Yeah, and it's a little weird because they're like 10, 20 years old. It still like kind of freaks me out every time when I hear somebody that's like a decade a year apart and they're dating. <laughs> like my friend's, uh, like brother. Uh huh. So they're like they're, like late thirties, right? Uh huh. And apparently, the girl that he got married to recently is twelve years younger than him, huh, which okay. makes her our age. Huh. And I'm just thinking, that's a little kind of a lot weird. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the age. Like, if the girl, if somebody's eighteen in it, then I think it's weird. You know what I mean? But after a certain point, it, like after you, like both people are above twenty five, then I think it's fine. No, it's technically fine. It's like, okay, well, you guys are mature enough. You guys are making rational decisions, hopefully. Yeah. Um, but if you think about it, it's just, it's just weird. It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, depends. It's, it's funny like, you say that. Point, what about eight year, what about, what about an eight-year difference? <laughs> cough, cough. Are you and Christine eight years apart? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I did not know the age gap. <laughs> I'm sure it's right at nine. That's the cutoff, right, Josh? <laughs> That's totally what you meant. Wait, who's older? <laughs> the fact that you have to guess, I think that's a good sign. But uh, I'm the younger one. <laughs> Just the look of confusion. I think on you told face. me this before, and I forgot <laughs> because I think at one point you're kind of like seeing a couple girls that, or like things that kind of like overlap really quickly or something like that. No, <laughs> it was pretty distinct. <laughs> I think it was just a gap where I didn't see you for a while. You're That's publicly why. making me sound like a man whore here, Jeff. I think no. I think it's probably because like I haven't seen you in a while, so that's why it was like it seemed more seamless than it really is. Ah, okay, that's fair. We didn't have the podcast when we first started. Where dating. I see you regularly every day or every week now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> every day might as well be every day with Facebook. But uh, anyways, we were talking about my week. How about your week, Jeff? So I saw a movie yesterday uh, called Parasite. It's originally from Korea, and oh. they're showing it in America. Um, so. Basically, a synopsis of the movie is about um, pretty much how poor people are trying to take advantage of rich people's lives. Mm-hmm. And they kind of have like a twist, and it went zero to a hundred real fast in this movie. So, mm. Is it a horror? What kind of genre? No, it's more like... Thriller? Not even thriller. It was more silly, if anything. Really? Like, it was silly up until pretty much the end. Well, the title, like, Parasite, it sounds pretty epic. Well, it's, the Parasite is just, like, how poor people are, like, leeching off the, uh, rich. Yeah. Hmm. I'm gonna Wikipedia this while you describe So, this. it's pretty much, that's the gist of the name. So, like, I remember, I was like, I went with my church friends, and we're like, hey, let's go watch Parasite. And so, people were like, wait, what's that? And I'm just, like, completely messing with people, like, it's a zombie movie. <laughs> it's a horror movie. And they're like, yeah, that sounds about right. And then my other friend was, like, trying to clarify the whole incident, like, uh, no, it's a Korean movie, and we don't really know what it's about, to be honest. But it has nothing to do with horror or uh, zombies. It really, the title really makes it sound like it would, so I totally would have Exactly, and coming from, like, Korea, you'd imagine that it's one of those Asian horror movies. But it's not. It's it's more... Let's go with, like, Quentin Tarantino. No, seriously, actually, yeah, no, it's well, very that. It's very, could... like, Jangle and Chain, very, like, that-esque, where it's, it's pretty serious. Or, like, it's got uh, a story, right? And mm. towards the end, it's like, what just happened? Mm, interesting. And so, that's pretty much the gist of this movie. I think as... it, It's like, you could probably see the twist from a mile away. <clears throat> For me, it's like, oh yeah, I kind of expected that. Mm, okay. But just the way they did it, I was like, oh wow. Alright, they went there. Wikipedia describes it as a South Korean black comedy thriller film. Would you agree with that? I have no idea what South Korean black comedy thrill <laughs> even means. Wow, so thing? uninformed over here. Uh, I, this is the second Korean content media thing I've ever 
like watched the first yeah. like in terms of like TV shows and movies, the first Korean TV movie I ever watched was Train to Busan. That was a zombie movie. Great. Hmm. This is the second one ever. People have told me, oh, you should probably watch like K dramas or something like that. And I'm like, I'm okay not watching fake crap. If I'm if I'm interested in watching fake crap, I can just stick to my comic books. Where did you see this? Was that at the the, the same theater you usually go to? No, this is like my friend's event, so... Because mm, okay. uh, I was going to say, this movie doesn't seem like it would play like in regular theaters. No, it was at Union Landing Century Theaters. So like, was there's it? definitely a few theaters that are airing it. Not all. like Only a couple AMCs are. Only a couple Centuries are. Only a couple Regal Theaters are. That's interesting, because I'm surprised, because like, when Crazy Rich Asians came out, that got a huge buzz because it was like the first like all-Asian cast Well, thing. that was like filmed with like an American studio, right? Yeah, but this, I'm just surprised because I've... Looking at the Wikipedia page, I mean, the director's, like, names are just straight up in, like, Korean. No, like, it's a straight up Korean movie, like, it was yeah. in Korea. Well, that's why I'm just surprised, because you typically... in America. Yeah, because I'm just surprised, because you typically don't see, like, a straight up Korean movie, like, in U.S. cinemas. Not that it's a bad thing, I'm just, like, surprised, like, why this one in particular, and, like, why um, others aren't. I'm not sure why particularly, but definitely there's an influx of people interested in Korean culture. Because of K-pop groups, like, you heard the group called BTS? <laughs> no, I, I really can say I have not. <laughs> Alright, so, because of them, there's a ton of people that are super interested in Korean culture, interested in studying abroad in Korea, yeah. then there's this other girl, girl group called Blackpink, I think, or Pink <laughs> Black, shoot, I don't know, it's colors. <laughs> Sounds epic. Yeah, and so, um, there are tons of people watching them, and I think it's like, um, black, pink, or whatever, pink, black, whatever. It's um. <laughs> I just want to see the whole rest of this podcast. You just like tossle around whether it's black, pink, or pink, I black. Oh, <laughs> black, pink, big, enough. black. I don't know. It's like our, like our podcast title. Anyways, pink, purple. Apparently, they're hey, like we, the first... you you huh? wash your mouth. We finally got that pu- that title right. <laughs> yeah, but like, it took that long to get it right. And now it's like I can't even get this. It took that long to get it right because it was just too much quality in the name. We just couldn't handle it. It, it was too epic for us. No, but um. <laughs> Apparently, this girl group got, like, the first billion views uh, than any other... It was, like, the first billion views for a Korean uh, pop music video. Huh. I Something like that. Interesting. So, yeah, no, there's... And then BTS, they're taking America by storm. They did, like, a whole tour thing in, like, Mexico or South America because they're also popular there. Um, they're basically, like, this generation's, like, version of the Beatles. <laughs> No, because, like, you know, Beatles took the world by storm. Yeah. Basically, they're the same thing where, like, people line up hours and hours just to go to a pop-up shop to take pictures with cutouts. Huh. That's interesting you say the Beatles. I don't know, because it is another part of the world I'm not in, but it's hard to to compare the Beatles, because the Beatles are kind of the benchmark for, like, hugest band ever, so it's hard to say that they are the Beatles. And time will kind of tell if... I feel like... To say someone's the Beatles of the time, you have to, like, let time play out. Because the Beatles, part of, it's not just the fact that they were huge at the time. It's, like, their legacy and how, like, people still listen to them and whatnot. So, it's hard to... Do you think... I mean, do you really think, like, ten years they'll still, like, be as huge as they are? Based on their following right now? I'm sure when they get out of the military. Out so of the military? The, so, the Koreans. So, they uh, have mentor military service. So, at some point, they have to quit their um, wow. celebrity jobs. That's interesting. To do military. For how many years? I think one or two. Um, so there's Damn. another super so, popular guy. They're like Elvis. Yeah, so a super Elvis popular pop star or whatever just recently quit the uh, military because his service is done. Hmm. And when he came out, there's 300 fans outside of the posters waiting for him to come out. Wow. That's pretty so, cool. So with these guys, they're so popular to the point where like, yeah, no, people are willing to line up hours to take pictures of cardboard cutouts. Huh. Like, pop-up shops in Fremont to celebrate one guy's birthday. Interesting. I asked my... who I have a friend that went to a couple of them, right? Uh-huh. Events. And I'm like, why do you go? Because they have cute little items and trinkets because I want them. Because for whatever reason. And I'm like, huh. so are they going to be there or something? No, I just want to go because they have free, like, little trinket stuff and also merch I can buy. Interesting. And I'm like... You have some weird friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is like just co- like girls in general. It's like not even an Asian thing. It's like all ethnicity thing. At this I didn't point. say you had eight like Asian friends. I just said you had weird friends. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this is everyone. I don't. I've never heard of this till now. But then, Are granted, I do live in a box. They made Barbie made dolls of them sold exclusively at Target in America. 
Hmm. Yeah, no, definitely haven't heard of this. What are they called again? Pink BTS. Black? BTS. So BTS is the boy one that's super popular. Blackpink is the one that I think came out more recently that is a female. This sounds group. more like a Justin Bieber for Korea rather than like a um, Beatles for so Korea. So the reason why people, one of the reasons why people like this group so much is because they promote more like positive messages in their songs, how to love yourself. That's easy. Anyone can do that shit. <laughs> no, but compared to like other uh, K-pop groups and stuff like that, I think they're more like this typical pop stuff. Like, I'm going to sing about love. I'm going to sing about like uh, breakup stuff or whatever pop stuff sings about. Hmm. But yeah, no, because of like groups like this, uh, Korean culture has become more and more popular. And so I think people are more willing to adopt a movie like Parasite, which got good reviews in Korea. All right, Korean culture is like the new in thing. Let's bring it to America. Mm, That's interesting. I don't know. It could be. I just have not noticed any of this. The closest thing I've noticed to an Asian group is, uh, have you heard of baby metal? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, because that's more of our genre in our scene. Because they're actually, they went to uh, Aftershock. Did they? They went to Aftershock so this you year. You saw them? No, I kind of did want to go because they're actually good other bands I wanted to see. Wait, you came to at what you wanted to go to Aftershock last year? This that's year. The like, last month. Oh, because I went in twenty eighteen actually. Uh, so I almost went, but after I saw how much tickets were for one day, Ugh. I was like, screw it. Because one day's yeah. ticket was one hundred and twenty five before for me it was totally worth it because there were so many bands I wanted to see. I mean, System of a Down, Alice in Chains. Last year at Slipknot, that's the only band I wanted to see last year. Yeah, I don't... Slipknot's like, eh. Uh, that's know. the only band I was interested in. This year I had Sum 41, Blink-182, Baby Metal. Slipknot, I will say, even... I'm not as crazy into their music, but they seem like they'd be really good to see live just because there's nine guys in fucking Halloween masks just bashing it and just going crazy. But, yeah, uh, I was interested in that, but <laughs> this time around, I saw the price that I had to make the trek to Sacramento. Yeah. I didn't want to do that. That drive wasn't super fun. If you carpool with somebody, it's not too well, bad. Well, no, I have friends I could easily crush with. Yeah. Not a problem. Overnight, boom. But it was just kind of like, uh, I got to pick and choose how I spend my money kind of thing. I feel it. But, uh... I think it was like 150 out of pocket for one day. Well, and next... And if I want to go multiple days, it was like $300. Yeah. For, it worked out for me that all the bands I wanted to see when I went last year were all in the same day. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no, mine were, like, broken apart. I hate when that days. happens. But so, sometimes that happens with festivals where ah, festivals where uh, every band you like is on the same day. It's so perfect. But uh, I can 100% say with absolute certainty I'm going next year. You know why, Josh? Why is the lineup out? Huh? Is the lineup out? One band. Who? A little band called Metallica. Playing two, uh, not one night, but two nights on Aftershock. Playing two different sets. Do you who does know, that? Do you know who's on tour who came back for a reunion? Uh, Black Crows. <laughs> oh. You've never heard of them, of course. My Chemical Romance. I did hear about that, yeah. More yeah. importantly, I know another band that shits all over uh, My Chemical Romance. Who? Oh. Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> oh, yeah, I did see that one. Okay, so I'm down to see both, honestly. Like, I'm yeah. waiting for My Chemical Romance to do a full U.S. tour. They haven't announced anything yet. Yeah, it's been hinted at, I think. They're doing one show in LA, then they're doing like three shows in Australia, New Zealand, and Japan after. And you're flying to each one of them, <laughs> and you're gonna fangirl. And no, no, I don't even like MCR that much, but it's like the fact of their reunion, and I missed out on them before when I was younger. Yeah, it's like I have to go. That's and true. If Rage Against the Machine is coming back, I have to go. They might as well just tour together. Just make it like the '90s, 2000s. Rock reunion tour. Raging Machine was a little bit earlier than MCR, so yeah, that's why and I said nineties two thousand. But the thing is that it's like it's two very different groups. I know, I know, I know. It wouldn't work realistically, but at no. the same time, for all the people who like both bands, Lindsay could just like knock it out. You it's know, like a like, small niche. Like all my friends who like MCR, yeah, don't give a crap about Rage. I you people know, who like Rage don't give a crap about MCR. Point example: Exhibit A. Well, you know, I actually, well, here's the thing. I'm not crazy about My Chemical Romance, and I totally like Rage Against the Machine more, but I wouldn't mind seeing My Chemical Romance live. I think they'd still Ooh. put on a really good show. Yeah, they've yeah. got the experience. Yeah. I mean, they, like, there's a difference between, like, actually, like, going to see a band because you like them, and, like, just seeing a band and, like, enjoying it still because they put on a good show, even if it's not for you. And I feel like My Chemical Romance, like, you, you could still be entertained because they put on a good show, I get the impression. Yeah. 
Fun yeah, fact. They have so much fun if they ever go on tour in America. <laughs> well, no, I'm sure they will. The tickets for the LA show mm-hmm. is stupid expensive. I think they start at like 150 Wow. They start. I didn't know there was such high demand. I didn't think they had like they such a They sold out within 30 minutes. Sometimes I, dude, sometimes I think that like bands, it's just like, it's really a supply and demand thing. Like if bands just like break up for, like if they had never broken up, would their tickets ever be $150? Probably not. Kind of like Blink-182. Like, yeah, I but, think they had a hard time selling recently. Because they're just always they on tour. Again, <laughs> but when they came back, like their big album, uh, California. Yeah. Like, it that was sold out. But then for... Um, when Tom is still in the band? No, like when they first regrouped again with... Um, Mike, uh, was it Matt Skiba. Matt, Matt Skiba. Yeah. It, it sold out. Interesting. For this new recent album for uh, Blink-182, they had trouble selling out. Yeah. Yeah, so... But well, I mean, for I'm, me... I'm reinforcing your point. Yeah, exactly. For me, I think... The, yeah, the Blink-182 thing is because they tour so much, it just... Now it, they do. Yeah, I got so sick of just... like I'm not even a Blink-182 fan. I got sick of how, many, how much they'd be touring... But, I've uh, seen it four times in the last, like, two and a half years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think I could say that for any band. Four times in two and a half years. The, one or two of them were accidents. <laughs> That's funny. But uh, I actually have seen Blink-182 live back when Tom was in the band. I feel like... Have you, did you see him with Tom? Never? Oh, man. Well, that was during a phase of my life where I didn't have money to go to concerts. Uh, I didn't either, but I had an allowance. <laughs> oh, you know what? So you like, could save I had up. To, I had to ask my family, and they're like, you go to a concert, you... That's not happening. <laughs> oh, well, I have no means of going. All right. I would have gladly given you my ticket. It was uh, Blink-182, Weezer, and Taking Back Sunday at the Shoreline Amphitheater, 2009. Yeah, I probably would have gone. <laughs> and now I'm going to the Hell of Mega Tour for 80 bucks. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fall Out Boy, Green Day, and... Weezer. Weezer. I was like, I am drawing a blank for some reason. <laughs> you know, have you heard the song War Pigs, Black Sabbath? No. Uh, dun dun, generals gathered in their masses. Dun dun, just yeah, no. like never heard it. No, dude, you gotta listen to more stuff besides pop punk. But uh, yeah, basically it's a Black Sabbath song. You know Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Weezer open with that. <laughs> they did a cover of a Black Sabbath Weezer song as their does first song. So much cover stuff that it's like, I like some of them. If you know it, then you you'll probably chance are you. Well, they had that covers album that came out like last year too, right? Yeah, they had yeah. like uh. Something from TLC. Yeah, that was my favorite cover. I actually really like that one, yeah. The Wanda Scrubs, Scrubs. Yeah. It was really catchy. I think I had that on replay. I think I'm going to play that later on the car. The drive back. You should. Just on repeat the whole time. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Weezer, Weezer, Weezer are cool. All right, on to our actual topic. (laughs) Yeah, what other thing about your week? Alright, What so, were you going to mention, Ja? I know you had something on your plate. So, I bought, I bought stocks in Disney. And I'm super glad that I bought stocks in Disney a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Because they released a new product. That's right. They re- <laughs> they released the Disney Plus app. Wow, that failed on that one. Failed on that delivery. That was, like, metaphorical for, like, the person, like, carrying the torch to the Olympics just tripping right at the starting line <laughs> before he even gets to put the torch hey, in. Hey, I made it. it. It was, like, right on the stairs when you're getting up there, and I tripped along the way. It was like Anyways. his shoelaces just had a loose lace, and he tripped on himself right at the stairs. So I got Disney+. Plus. <laughs> Great stuff. If you were going Woo! for that early nostalgia stuff... um. Disney Plus is for you. You want to watch Kim Possible? You can watch Kim Possible. You want to watch Lilo and Stitch the TV series? You can watch Lilo and Stitch the TV series. If you want to watch the animated, the original Spider-Man cartoons, dating back to um, when they had the uh, something. No, I think it was like the uh, Iceman and the Firestorm or something. Oh, the super old ones? Yeah, the super old one. The current ones like Spider-Man and Friends or something. Other BS thing now. I love that Spider-Man and Friends one. They also have the old one that we grew up in the 90s where like the iconic one. Yeah, that's what I I thought you were talking about. No, they had another one before that. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I thought you were talking about first. No, but they also have the the iconic one. They have all that. Do they have the the one with the theme Spider-Man? Spider-Man does whatever a spider can. I can't say for sure, but there's literally a section of in the Disney Spider-Man. Plus <laughs> where they say Spider-Man and Friends, and it's all the Spider-Man cartoons. Okay. If you want the original X-Men cartoons, you got that. You want the X-Men Evolution cartoons, <laughs> it's got that. If you want to watch Old Yeller, 
I don't know if it's on there, if it's owned by Disney, but chances are it's on there. <laughs> old Yeller. No, like, uh, all those old Disney stuff, right? And yeah. Also, the new current shows that they do have is High School Musical. That's right. I did not watch that BS. I really <laughs> was not following you on that one. <laughs> no, they also have released their own original newer content. Uh-huh. High School Musical is one of them. There's a new High School Musical show? It's a TV series. Supposedly, it's meant for adults. And you want people to watch this? <laughs> no, I was actually, well, I was getting at it, I was really, I was watching The Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> Total nice segue, but yeah, Mandalorian. I think we can all say that's the most hyped show for Disney+. Plus. That and is. by all of us, I mean people our age, my, in my biased selection of So, people. yeah, I actually watched it at work during lunch, and um, a lot of... My coworkers were like, oh my gosh, you have Disney Plus? Can you please broadcast it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, I'll watch Mandalorian with you guys just because you guys want to watch it and might as well, right? <laughs> I like how you act like it's such a burn. Oh God, I guess we can watch Mandalorian I mean, together. I, I genuinely really didn't care. Really? Because all the stuff that I, I thought did... you said the trailer looked cool. Didn't we watch it last week? Or no, that was the Rise of Skywalker trailer we watched. Yeah, we watched the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. No, but so Mandalorian, I really didn't care about. Um, and everyone's like super psyched for it. All the shows I do want to watch, like um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, don't come out for a while. They all that good new Marvel content does not start to fall twenty twenty. Yeah, which one are you the most stoked for? Falcon, Winter Soldier. That one, uh, the What If World, uh, with like Captain America as a zombie, that stuff. Yeah, so all that's so that's a cartoon. Yeah, but, isn't that the What If? Yeah, that's what if. There's yeah. no way they can do, like, full-on cast, like, live action. <laughs> Obviously. Um, no, I knew that. I was hoping. I was really holding out for that Chris one. Chris Evans as a zombie. Um, no, but... So, those are the two I'm looking forward to. The other ones, I really couldn't care enough. Maybe Loki. I feel like the Wanda one looks interesting, because it's so fucking weird. I'm down for that. The Wanda and Vision one, have you seen that? So, I know in the original comics, they get together, they had... And they're like an item, right? In the comic books. Yeah. And, and they the kind of make it into the movie, but I just think it's kind of weird in the movie. They it is say, weird, but yeah. that's that's why I'm so interested, because I'm like, what the fuck are they going to do? <laughs> it's so weird. Like, have you seen the like art for it? No, I have not, actually. It's like, they look like they're in the 1950s. Like, they're, like he's wearing, they literally look like a Leave it to Beaver thing, <laughs> where, she, like, she's wearing, like, this, like, housewife thing, and then he's wearing, like, this, like, sweater vest that looks super fucking weird. Yeah, no, totally didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, it's probably, like, a... Probably like an enemy or something and put him in that situation. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So, Mandalorian. And so today's theme is actually we're going to talk about... Star Wars. That is right. So, my quick hot take about Mandalorian. Yeah. Spoiler free review, TLDR real quick. It's alright. You like Star Wars, you'll probably really enjoy it. <laughs> it's got now, Bill Burr. <laughs> now my spoiler, not free content. Does that make sense? No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Now so, your spoiler review. That's what you're my, trying to say. Now my spoiler review. Yeah. Um. It was really slow. Hmm. I had a hard time paying attention to it because it was really slow. That's interesting. I didn't hear that. You're the first person I've heard that said that. But then again, I've only seen I, Wikipedia reviews. <laughs> I think it's really one of those things where people keep hyping it. And so I was expecting a lot. Hmm. Huh. So, like... A lot of people, a lot of my coworkers asking to watch it. A lot of, like, um, people, advertisements, everything, hyping in. When I finally saw it, I thought, except for the twist at the end. Mm, okay, good twist at the end. Everything in before was just, okay, cool. I mean, was they had it... one cool fight scene, and that was about it. Did you get the impression that it was, like, a good exposition like they're just setting up because you know there's some shows where the first four episodes they just got to set up and then the fifth episode shit gets crazy i just felt like it was not original enough it was just very like filled with tropes what kind of tropes like western like star wars tropes like if you had to compare it to something what was it kind of like too derivative of like any other singular badass coin going off doing a thing Hmm, okay. Like, uh, like any like other type of, like... Western thriller? I guess. <laughs> What's a Western thriller, like, common trope? Uh, 310 to Yuma? I don't know. Uh, what was that other Western? Fuck. The Coen Brothers did. True Grit? Never saw it. Mm. Saw 310 to Yuma, though. Yeah, like that. You know, you, <clears throat> you just have, like, a rebel badass who's just, like, 
nobody can stop them, and it's like there's a bounty and there's some people and there's a bounty hunter and then some fights and then some deserts and I don't know. It was, it was, <laughs> That's really it was the very, only. Well, this is a spoiler review, so I mean, you get a baby Yoda like thing at the end, right? That's not confirmed. <laughs> we don't know if that's Yoda, for sure. It could be Baby Yoda, but I'm going to say Baby Yoda. Okay. Because it's easier to say that, because I don't know what their species are called. Yeah. Um, so, it's, it's yeah, like... We'll call them Yoda, people. <laughs> it becomes, like, one of those things where it's, like, you get this badass with this dark background, but, like, you get a glimpse of his background, and you it's like, oh, well, that was very stereotypical of, like, he's this lone survivor of his race, and he probably gets trained by this elite uh You mean the Mandalorian? Group. Yeah. Okay. This shadow bounty hunter group because bounty hunters is like a thing in the Star Wars universe. So like, he doesn't start out as like total badass. Like he's got stuff. No. Him. Yeah. So it's like mm. another like, oh, you're an orphan boy who has definitely gone through stuff, and now you're this badass warrior. And then you kind of, and then they introduce the uh, robot element again. So like huh. the stereotype that everyone makes fun of is there's always gotta be a droid. Well, it's Star Wars, of course. Yeah, <laughs> there's always gotta be a droid. So they introduce the droid element. Yeah. Well, they kill a droid in this time around, but um, well, there's gonna be more droids, I'm sure. There probably is, but then yeah. the fact is that they still introduced another droid. I was like, okay, Star Wars. That that specifically is a Star Wars trope. Cool. Yeah. And then they introduced the Yo- baby Yoda. Uh huh. At the end, and it just made me think, oh, badass has to take care of the baby. So you think it's a little too like formulaic and kind of like not super original. Yeah, that's what I felt like it was even more formulaic as ever. So that's okay. the part where I'm like, oh, I really did not expect a baby Yoda okay. kind of thing going on. Yeah, that was the best part in my opinion. Everything else was all right, cool that, graphics, good acting. That's interesting you say that because I we talked about this off the podcast, but I heard that this is supposed to take place between Return of the Jedi and um, Force Awakens. I don't know if that's true. I uh, have no idea. Can't and say. I don't have the initiative to look it up, so we're just gonna keep it a mystery. <laughs> But, uh... It'll keep us more and more into it, and we'll probably get more and more inaccurate predictions. Yeah. I'm curious, like, how it's gonna tie into Boba Fett and Jango Fett, because you know the story with them, right? Like, the clones? Yeah, so one's basically the clone son of the other. Yeah, pretty much. The other kind of sold himself for science to basically raise a clone army. Yeah. I forget which one's Boba. Wasn't Jango the original in the prequels, and then Boba was the... Yeah, Jango is the dad. Yeah. Boba is the son. (laughs) I can't think of Boba Fett without thinking of Boba itself. <laughs> Boba Nutty. Um, ah, yeah, yes. so the Mandalorian... Like, you know, bounty hunters are definitely like... Like, you know how there's the Jedi and the Sith, right? They have their yeah. own teachings, they have their own philosophy, and they're its own uh, organization. Yes. Bounty hunters are the same thing. Mm-hmm. They have their own organization, they have that moniker of, like, that helmet. It's almost like John Wick. There's a secret society of bounty hunters. Yeah, so that's a thing. And also, like... If you went to Target uh, a couple of years ago, they had the whole three books of you have the Jedi book of like their teachings, you have the Sith book of their teachings, and you have the Bounty Hunter of their teachings. That was at Target. <laughs> yeah, it was like a three pack. I missed this. All right, that's cool. Yeah, so my old uh, roommate, shout out to Cody, great guy. Fucking <laughs> Cody, hell yeah. Yeah, know. no, he had those books, and like he was super into Star Wars. So Is that the one you're always talking shit about? No, that's my current roommate. Yeah, it was Cody. No, it was Cody. You said he's a cunt and he really sucks and you fucked his girlfriend behind his back. Well, he's never had his girlfriend. Not had a girlfriend before, so. Oh, uh, okay. Wait, no. Okay, different guy. You said he sucks and you took a shit in his uh, car one time. <laughs> I'm just trying to start. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> you're just trying to start something right now, yeah. and it's not working. If you're listening, Cody, I know nothing about you. I'm sorry for starting shit. How dare you? Cody's a genuinely, like, honest, nice guy. Cody is one of the three names that sounds very douchey. Cody, Chad, and Jake. Dude, he is, like, the complete opposite of what you <laughs> imagine a Chad is. That's good. I'm not saying that he is. I'm just saying those three names are the ones that you guys steer clear of. Or but, you gotta be careful of, at least. But yeah, anyways, Cody, so... Cody, I'm sure you're a lovely person. But, uh, anyways, moving on. <laughs> a lot of people love Mandalorian. I personally do not... I mean... So you've heard a lot of good feedback from other people? Uh, I think with my, all my coworkers, after they saw it, they're like, dang, that was so cool. And I'm just like, I'm going to get back to work now. <laughs> you know, actually, I'm, I get the impression I'd like it. I think, I don't know, because I feel like you and me, I feel like we're 50-50. Some stuff we totally agree on, and then some stuff like It Chapter 2 <laughs> and uh, Avengers Endgame, we're very split. You know what I mean? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Just a little we bit. We have a healthy level of disagree. It's like 
I just know I'm right. But um, Mandalorian. <laughs> I mean, so Disney for people who don't know or are aware of this, Disney Plus isn't pulling a Netflix thing, where you get a ton of like you get one full season right off the bat. All no, at once. They're doing like I think a weekly thing or whatever. Which I like way more actually. Um, the, the fact is that it's really. I'll be honest with you. If it came out in a full season. All at once, I probably would be like, "Oh, let me watch episode two because episode one was a little bit of a didn't really get it for me, right?" It's a slow burn. It was a slow thing. So, yeah. but then now it's like, "Oh, I gotta wait." Not gonna lie, if it wasn't for coworkers or something like that, who would probably want to watch it religiously, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have cared to watch it again. So you just like, I wouldn't have gone out of my way. You told them that you had Disney Plus, and then they wanted to see Mandalorian. It wasn't like you were gonna watch it on your own. No. Okay. Yeah, because that's interesting because pretty much Mandalorian is the only thing I really watch Disney Plus for. <laughs> so, currently I've been binging Boy Meets World. <laughs> Not gonna lie. It's great <laughs> Gay. stuff. Dude, Mr. Feeny's a gem. As long as you didn't say uh, Girl Meets World. Yeah, then, I'm not watching Then we would have had some problems. Dude, you know a girl from, uh, one of the, ac- an actress from Boy Meets World is into porn now? <laughs> oh my gosh, that's a little weird. You know the redhead? I forget her name. Maitland Ward. So... Funny thing is that like I only watched bits and pieces of Boy Meets World as a kid and just thought, oh, this is actually really interesting. But by the time I got into the series, mm-hmm. they canceled the show or like they stopped with the show. Okay, yeah, it was, um, a, it was a character in the later seasons. I'll pull up a picture on Instagram. Yeah, and so now I'm starting from season one, and it's kind of interesting because season one start takes place in like 1991. Oh yeah, or no, something like that. Mr. Feeny is classic though, so I'll give you that. Yeah, but Mr. Feeny is like, dang, like he's a gem. <laughs> he's such a nice dude. There's a, you know, I saw a video of him, there, he would, did this, like, uh, they made some movie, like, portraying the 1776 Declaration of Independence, and he played John Adams <laughs> when he was, like, young. It's just so weird seeing, like, young... I can see that. Mr. Yeah. Feeney, like, that actor gives off that presence of, like, wisdom and, like... He does, but yeah. it's just weird seeing the voice on a youthful guy who looks nothing like he does in the show <laughs> with, yeah. like, 17th century hair, but, uh, this is, see this chick that I'm showing you that no one can see? <laughs> Yes. So she's uh she was on Boy Meets World. Now she's into porn. <laughs> Who she? Well, okay. I'll probably get to it once I get to the later seasons. And I'll let you know. Yeah. But yeah, no. It's I like, already know which one she was. I don't. Remember. And it's weird too because she was on an episode where it was kind of risque. Like I remember watching it as a kid, and there's an episode where she's like in her underwear in the apartment, and like my mom was like, "What the hell are we watching?" <laughs> it's kind of weird watching season one right now, Boy Meets World. Yeah. Because it's. It's actually kind of timely of what's happening right now. Oh, yeah? How so, so, like, they had one episode where they didn't talk about racism. But really? So, Goddamn. No, no, so deep. They didn't <clears throat> talk about specifically racism, but they talked about, like, um, so, like, this one dude was dating a Japanese girl, mm-hmm. and they just made the, uh, they alluded to, they said something bad to her, like, worse than a poop. Like, the little sister came over, and she's like, I got called a poo-poo head before, and then they're like, no, it was worse than that. They didn't allude to specifically what it was, but they're just. But you can tell that it was something racist huh. towards her. Um, then another episode they talked about was um, shoot, I had a tip of my tongue. Um, another deep topic. No, like pledge allegiance. Like one person. Uh, whether didn't or not to say under God. No, one person just refused to say Pledge of Allegiance because she's like, oh, I don't really identify. I don't fully understand just so why should I say the Pledge of Allegiance? <laughs> and I'm just like, Colin Kaepernick would have a field day with this episode. <laughs> anyway, so no, I just thought I was like, dang, Boy Meets World's ahead of its time. Mr. Feeney is still a damn gem. I don't know if that's ahead of its time. I think it's just coincidental. <laughs> it's The Simpsons. Before The Simpsons You know, with all the, the shows I already have on my list, even if I didn't have these shows, I don't think I'm still incentivized to watch <laughs> Boy Meets World. But, I appreciate you're selling it for me, Joe, but you're trying to sell it for me. But, I think we should go back to The Mandalorian, because I think there's topics still to be had there. Alright, what else do you want to explore? Mandalorian. So, I haven't seen it yet, so I'm very curious. So, I feel like by next week, I'll try to have seen it so I can compare. Oh, no, I think you're right. It is after the, uh... Um... It's right before The Force Awakens, and after Last Jedi, because they're <laughs> you just about re- how... How'd you just realize that? <laughs> no, because they're talking about credits and they're talking about currency and somebody was trying to pay somebody else in Empire credits and they said, wait, the Empire's fallen. I'm not taking this currency. Ah, okay. That makes sense then. That's what I thought I heard, but uh, you know the guy who did uh, the first Iron Man, John Favreau? Yeah, he's, he's the one that's directing this. Yeah, he's the guy that is in charge of it. I'm but, not sure how I feel about him as a director. Like, he hasn't failed me, 
But then also, he has done something that wasn't the greatest, and I can't remember what it was. Iron Man 2? <laughs> I think that's really... I still prefer that one over Iron Man 3. Dude, Iron Man 3 is way better than Iron Man Iron 2. Iron Man 3 Any is hot garbage. fucking day. I Iron Man... never want to walk out of a movie theater <laughs> until that movie. Why did you hate Iron Man 3 again? Because they fucked up the uh, Mandarin. Yeah, but that wasn't really the Mandarin. They're going to bring it back in Shang-Chi. They only, they're only bringing it back... Because they fucked up. Because they fucked up and they knew it. So, like, you know, you heard about the secret ending, right, for Iron Man 3? Or no, yeah, Iron Man 3, the secret ending. Secret ending. Have not heard of that, actually. So, actually, you can probably YouTube it later. But the secret ending for Iron Man 3 was, uh, you know, the actor Ben Kingsley who played the Mandarin, quote-unquote? Yeah, who that made yeah. it look like he was the Mandarin in the trailer. So, he, he goes to prison and somebody visits him in prison. And it's apparently a person that's working for the Mandarin. Hmm. And he was saying, blah, 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 uh, how do you know about the Mandarin, blah, blah. And he ends up killing him. And he's like, killing on behalf of the Mandarin. That actually sounds really fucking cool. Yeah, would... so like, they eliminated that scene. For whatever reason, I don't know. Maybe they thought it conflicted with the future stories they were trying to tell in Marvel. But had they kept that, right? Yeah. That was a, oh, that's a great twist, man, keeping me on my seat and just almost like whatever... Like, keeping me, like, guessing. On right? the edge of your seat. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then it's like, okay, well, the fact that you deleted that scene means 100% that the Mandarin was fake at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. But yeah, I can't prove that. It's but implied. It's, it's implied. implied that, like, Mandarin does not exist. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, well, you took a fat dump on what you could have done was <laughs> a, uh, an amazing cultural, like, turn. Yeah, but I think it's more just like it's the fact that they didn't put it in isn't necessarily saying we're not going to do it at all. It's saying we have other stories to tell and this, the door's still open in the future. And clearly, I think they could, they probably are going to, well, uh, now they it's are, confirmed. <laughs> yeah, now I'd, they are going to do it in Shang-Chi, but uh, apparently they're also tying it back to the first Iron Man. Like, the there's some scene that ties back to the first Iron Man that's some, the yeah, Ten Rings. There was they, a guy in, in the first Iron Man that had, like, the Ten Rings as a tattoo or something. They had to. They have to do this because Mandarin was initially an Iron Man enemy. Mm, um, okay. Because those are the concept of magic versus technology. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, okay. I like it. But it's just now it looks like, oh, Asian culture is now the, uh, the fad. Okay, we'll do that now. That's interesting. I so it's just the way the timing of it, and I'm like, all right, I know this is just a you think Asian crash crap. You thing. think Asian Asian culturals uh Asian culture is the fad lately? Well, not fad, but it's definitely picking up steam. Like you have crazy rich Asians that came out a few years ago. You yeah. have Aquafina's farewell, which generated more money per movie theater than Endgame did. Um, you have now Wait, Parasite. What? So they gen- so. Which movie? Farewell by mm-hmm. Aquafina. Yeah. Was limited release. Mm-hmm. But it generated more money per theater than Endgame did. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so you have that. So that just means it has a more niche audience who are like into it. Sure, but it's still a lot of mo- money that was generated just yeah. for limited release. But, True. Um, That's interesting. Not to say that it hasn't happened, but I guess my like point of view, I haven't really noticed any difference. Like, to me, it's like it doesn't feel like Asian culture in particular is like the only one on the rise. It feels like every culture, like it feels like in general, like Hollywood is kind of just trying to embrace like all sorts of different types of diversity. It was after, so there's definitely a couple of headlines that after Crazy Rich Asians took place was, oh my gosh, please, we're now accepting more stories from Asian backgrounds mm-hmm. because we want to make that into a uh, movie. I guess... That's interesting. I mean, because, like, there's always been anime and stuff that he, like, there's always been anime and K-pop and things like that, so I haven't really noticed that there's been a special rise in him, like that artist that you said, but that's uh, it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It just shows that, it, like, your experiences are kind of painted differently based on what you, like, see around you, you know? Yeah, that's true. But that's my opinion with the whole, like, Shang-Chi Mandarin thing and why Iron Man 3 is a hot garbage mess. <laughs> I, you know, I like Iron Man 3 more because, like, I think it was unique. It really felt like a therapy session for Tony Stark. Like, the whole movie really felt like Tony Stark was on the couch, like, in the therapy chair. And I like the PTSD thing. I like that the whole time he's really, like, dealing with this, like, like, I, like I'm freaked out by what happened. Because, you know, like, in these movies, you never really see a Marvel movie where one character just spends the whole movie... Like, with PTSD from past events. Like, this is really pretty much the only one where, like, Tony is realistically, like, freaked out by what happened. And I think it, whether or not the movie's actually good is one question, but the fact 
that that movie that movie's kind of like the glue that was necessary to tell the narrative that like happened over the course of all 20 some odd movies because the whole center of the like MCU story is that like Iron Man was created out of Tony like wanting to protect the earth and then he sees the events of of Avengers with the you know the villains that come down where was the city where did the fight take place New York yeah New York and <laughs> and um then it gives him PTSD and then his PTSD and like fear of that happening again leads him to want to protect the earth and then he overcompensates and it backfires with Ultron and then because of that the Avengers disband and then Thanos comes in and like it capitalizes when they're disbanding a week and then they have to get back so it's kind of like this big story like that was like a necessary part that had to be told so that's kind of why I like Avengers 3 because it was this like necessary part in the middle of that bigger arc damn I had a completely different opinion of it really so for me it's that like I got kind of tired of like the whole Tony story yeah it became like it's like, all about Tony Stark it's all about Tony Stark it's all about his PTSD his drinking problem his it's like one issue after another and it never feels like he ever learned from it until Endgame. Endgame was like the one movie where it felt like I didn't have an issue to work on anymore. And now I can finally fully give my whole heart into defending the Earth. Every other thing was just, oh, you have another problem again? It felt like another, like, it felt like, oh my gosh, you're like a teenage girl. And why do you have so many problems? Well, I think that's just him. You have that, like, narcissistic, like, larger-than-life personality. Of course, they're going to, like, vocalize their problems more than, like, a noble Captain America or, like, a noble Thor, you know? So, I don't know, that's just how I interpret it, but I feel like this is just a... Uh, I feel like Thor was another character that also had that same issue where I was like... He was just complaining every movie? You have another issue? You have another internal issue that you couldn't get over with for some damn reason? I can't really comment because I didn't see the first two Thors. <laughs> uh, first Thor... I only saw the good one, Ragnarok. So, first Thor, he obviously was are you worthy or not? Second one, wasn't really much of an internal issue. Yeah. Third one, Ragnarok, there was definitely an internal issue of, like, kind of like, he was kind of a dick. You thought so? I don't know. His sister, sister killed his dad. Well, did that happen? Fuck. What? How did his dad die? His dad just kind of died. Naturally. Died yeah. naturally. And then his sister, like, broke his hammer. I don't know. What was he really, what was he a dick about? <laughs> okay, not. It just seems like he was oh, funny. Oh, uh, him with Bruce Banner and stuff like that. Oh. So, I just, like, it was that was just like, funny. That was just, like, good banter. <laughs> It was good banter, but then if you really think about it, it was kind of just like, he kind of was not really focusing on Bruce Banner's issues and stuff like that, because he definitely had a lot of issues that like nobody was really able to help with. That's true. And it was kind of just like, okay, yeah, I do understand that you're trying to stop the end of the uh, Nine Realms Yeah. over here, Thor. End of Ragnarok. But it's kind of, diff- it was just kind of just like, oh, you have another issue you're dealing with. Uh, and it was also him like, overcoming his issues of like I don't have a hammer anymore I'm not strong anymore what am I going to do but really you're the god of lightning and then they god never, of thunder god of thunder and you never really use your lightning ability or thunder your electric abilities again <laughs> like you always had to rely on something and you like a weapon was always your crutch the entire time it was just kind of like well, you're just a god of weapons. It was you never really use your powers anymore, like individually. Well, I feel like every hero always has a struggle, though. There's always you could like. I feel like any Marvel movie and the like main character, you can dissect some problem that they're having. So I feel like that struggle is just always going to be in the Marvel movie. And I feel like Ant Man didn't have that issue, and it was great. Well, that's um, when you have comedy. Captain America, same thing. Great. No, I think the first Captain America, he's like struggling to like. Am I actually a hero? Do I have what it takes? The second one, he's I'm like... I'm actually rewatching that right now. <laughs> the second... <laughs> plus. Yeah. Oh, it's on there? Yeah. Nice. And then well, the second one, he's like trying to adjust to the world and trying to adjust to like my friend has like been taken over. The third one, he's like, I, I don't want to sign this thing that's, you know, this, the whatever, fuck, what do Sokovia you call it? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Sokovia Accords. Ah, yeah, Sokovia Accords. Say that ten times fast. Um, so with these characters, it felt like it was a different issue each time. Yeah. But for, like, Captain America and Thor, it was just, like, Thor's self-confidence issue, then Tony's, like, insecurity. Like, it was the same consistent issue over and over. So you're just not into their issues as much? No, I just thought it was repetitive. Okay. Well, I don't know. I feel like, to me, it wasn't. 
And I guess it, it's, it depends on the character, too, because some characters, their issues are just kind of more reflective of their personality. So Tony's, they're, like, they're all going to be a little more, like, vain. They're all going to be a bit more vain and a bit more narcissistic, I guess you could say, because that's just who he is as a character. He's a large-in-life, you know, billionaire, uh, philanthropist, playboy. So that's just he's not going to have the same issues Captain America has. So kind of, like, the issues kind of tie into, like, how, your opinion of the character itself. But, I don't know. For me, I thought it was fun. And, like, the... Thor thing, I like. I thought it was fine because, like, I just like anyone who goes for the joke. And if if there's a joke to be had, and it like is at the expense of the plot, then I'm fine with it because it's funny. <laughs> I don't know. It was just it secured you with a hammer, then it secured you with his own powers, then became ins- and then when it came to Endgame. Okay, so I I really enjoyed Thor in mm-hmm. Infinity War because he, was he wasn't struggling with anything. It was like I have a clear objective. I know what I need to do. I'm going to accomplish it. Whereas all the other ones, and then we have Endgame, and it was, well, am I truly worthy again? We're going back to movie one issue again. So well, it's like this constant insecurity issue that like, I can see how you that, had to get, you had to tackle it again and again. And I can see how that worthy thing played into it. And it was, I admit that part could be interpreted as a bit uh, repetitive, but I think the fact, it wasn't so much am I worthy, it was like, it was more like, am I still worthy? Be it based on the fact that he could have saved the universe if he had literally just gone for the head, and he like savored that kill, like he savored that moment of watching Thanos suffer, and that's that one extra few sec, like that one extra millisecond that he like didn't kill Thanos when he knew he could, resulted in you know half the universe dying pretty much, and it was more just like the the kind of PTSD guilt from that that affected in that way. So to me, it was a little bit different. So I was fine with it, but I could see how one could see that as being repetitive because it is that same question of am I worthy? But I don't know. It's funny how this was supposed to be the Star Wars episode, and we're talking more about Marvel. <laughs> no, this is a Disney Plus episode. I talked okay. about Boy Meets World. I talked right. about we talked Impossible. about Marvel again. We talked about Spider Man. Spider Man. We talked about Star Wars and Mandalorian. But yeah, no. So. Disney Plus does have encompass also the Clone Wars and such. Mm, never watched those. I heard good things. Yeah, exactly. I heard good things, so I'm interested in trying it out. Um, I mean, we'll see, especially right now, since after this Skywalker Rise of Skywalker or something like that. Yes, Rise of Skywalker. Once that's done, Disney's supposedly taking a hiatus from Star Wars movies. So which I'm up for. Yeah, so we'll see what they're pulling through for like. The Disney Plus Star Wars content, because the uh, Game of Thrones writers, they're no longer doing the... Um... Yeah, the trilogy. Did you hear the reason for it? What was the reason? <laughs> so it was, uh, it was hinted at a few different things. So apparently, right after they um, signed up for the Star Wars thing, they also signed some big, uh, huge amount of money like deal with Netflix, and Kathleen Kennedy was like not happy about that. She wanted like their focus to be like all on Star Wars. And then the Game of Thrones controversy happens with the final season, and they get a lot of you know backlash and people on the internet just being super negative, and, and they call it toxic fandom, and they said that was the large reason why they didn't want to do it. So it's basically like they their schedules weren't super like Disney wasn't on board for them, and the backlash to Game of Thrones made them like not think, gee, why would I make a Star Wars movie that a lot of people will just bitch at us again for? So. I mean, Star Wars right now is taking a lot of flack because of the whole Ryan Johnson issue, the whole, like, um, the Han Solo movie, which honestly was not that bad. It was, yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, see, that's one movie we're going because I actually, yeah, I totally agree. I like Solo. <laughs> I, I think people hate it for a bunch of different reasons. I think one reason is that he doesn't seem like Harrison Ford, but at the same time, is there anyone that's like Harrison Ford? Is there one other person who's going to act like Harrison Ford? I mean, so honestly, that's my big deal right now when people are saying, oh my gosh, the trilogy was the best. Which uh, one? The original? Uh, the original three. Oh, yeah. How, how dare you, like, come close to... Um, touching that. Touching that. And Solo was supposed to kind of graze on that, right? The whole Han Solo thing. Yeah, it's a prequel to how he became who he yeah, was. Yeah, and I feel like people are so butthurt about that, and I don't know why, because when I watched the old um, Star Wars movies, even... Uh, Mark Hamill, when he saw his old casting tape video, he's like, I talk like this? Yeah. No, what? I mean, they were super cheesy and super, like... They were. Yeah. They're super, 
super goofy at the same time, but I think there's this nostalgia magic to it at the same time, you know? Yeah, so I mean, I watched that movie in the 2000s. Yeah. I didn't watch it in the 90s. How I, come? Your parents wouldn't let you, or it just never came up? My attention span lasted about five seconds. <laughs> like, if it did not have violence within the first ten seconds... Your attention span was a lot stronger back then, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> no, um... If it did have any type of violence within the first ten seconds... Yeah. This is considered an adult movie, and adult movies are boring. Okay. That's, that was, like, my thought process as a kid. I, you, didn't, you weren't, like, entranced by the spaceships and whatnot? The first shot of the very first one, that, like, giant spaceship, that kind of hooks you in. I remember watching a lightsaber battle, and I was like, <laughs> they had bear fights and Power Rangers. What the hell is this garbage? It's funny. They really did, too. Yeah, the, the lightsaber fights are pretty awful, but it's, I mean, I still like the Return of the Jedi one. It's not good, but there's something epic about it, just the way it's constructed, you know? Yeah, I, when I was little, I was like, this is even more cheese than the Power Rangers. I'm going back to Power Rangers. <laughs> And then, so then, like, I saw fights, I saw the major fights between Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, and Darth Maul, and yeah. Phantom Menace. And so I was like, man, now I'm interested in Star Wars. <laughs> Why? Because that's a fight scene. Whatever y'all do in the first original three, anybody, 80-year-old grandmother can replicate this fight scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. I, yeah, that is one thing. Everyone hates the prequels. Like, people... It's just, like, so infamously, like, the prequels are, like, the go-to low-hanging fruit for people to make fun of. And I kind of see it, because there are, like, really dumb parts of it. You know, like... They're pretty like, cheesy. <laughs> hating Christians and saying, I hate sand. It's too coarse. It runs through my fingers. Like, that's a pretty terrible line. <laughs> and just, like, some of Hayden Christensen's delivery. Although I did... I didn't mind episode three. I think episode three is still a fine movie. Like, I really have no problems with that movie, but people, I think... Uh, that's the one that people like talk the least crap about. Oh, yeah, because... Uh, the Sith. Yeah, if you had to pick one, I mean, to me, and I think... I, I think most people might agree with this, but that is the best lightsaber fight of any of them, for sure. Would you think so? Anakin uh, versus Obi-Wan? Oh, no, it was great. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I still really enjoy the Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Darth Maul first one. That's probably the second, in my um, opinion. I don't recall anything for Clone Wars, because that was... Oh, no, they had the Count Dooku Yoda fight. That was when Yoda... I think that was the big thing at the time, people seeing Yoda actually use a lightsaber for yeah. freaking out. So, like, you have these flips, you have all that, and when people, like, talk so much crap about them, I'm like... No, seriously, have you guys ever seen the original trilogy? <laughs> it's just as corny and bad. I think they just, they like... They just had a better editing team. Yeah, I think the thing about Star Wars is that it doesn't... It's not just one thing. It's like a combination of things that like appeal to people. So you have the lightsabers, which appeals to people like us. You have the like funny stuff, like the funny moments, like Luke kissing his sister and whatnot. <laughs> and then you have the likable characters, like Han Solo is pretty iconic. Like the whole cat, the original cast are pretty likable, like the unique characters. And then you have like the spaceship fights, like the, and then you have the like guns and whatnot, and like the politics of it. So there's just a million, and bigger than anything, I think it's just like it's this unique universe. You know, it's like one of the biggest things you can do as a writer is make your own distinct identity in something. You know what I mean? And how like you think of Star Wars, like you say the word Star Wars, you instantly think of that universe, right? You know, it's so distinct. So yes. I think I think that is like it's a combination of all those things that why Star uh, Star Wars Starbucks is, <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> Star Wars' fan base is so huge, and it's not just the lightsaber fight. So, like, that's why, like, people like us are more cool with the, uh, the prequels, because we like the lightsaber fights so as one of our favorite things. But, like, that, there's a lot of other people out there who, like, like the other stuff a bit more, so that's why they hate the trilogy, uh, hate the prequels. I think, it's, I think people should really use the excuse of, like, it was good for its time more so with the Star Wars thing going on. Yeah. I don't think Star Wars, honestly, is that timeless, and I'm probably going to get, like, shot for this. <laughs> I actually think the original trilogy still holds up. I mean, yes, the fight scenes for sure don't, and some of the stuff like seems like it definitely was in the 80s and 70s, but like it's still entertaining, I think. You don't think so? I think it's still entertaining, but you gotta keep in mind that like you have to be a little bit more mature to appreciate more so, especially to get through a lot of um, a lot of the plot, right? Because yeah. it's still plot. Because the difference between Star Trek and Star Wars is one is about politics, and the other one, and, and war. And the other one's just about space exploration. Yep. So there's a difference. And so to understand the politics and the nuances, you still need to get used to that um, within for Star Wars. And so, which is why I think people should really go with the whole, oh, it was good for a time, for example, another movie. Like, it's not like The Godfather where it's like mafias, that kind of stuff, like the secret society kind of thing. That still holds true because everyone is fascinated by the concept of mafias. 
Where That's like, really interesting. Did you see The Godfather? Yeah. That's I do. That was the last movie I watched last year, just because I wanted to watch the whole trilogy. And I just kept thinking, like, this <laughs> This is the greatest movie of all time. This is so fucking long yeah. and boring. and just. It, I don't know. I think that that's a movie that I felt didn't hold up. Really? Oh. Yeah. But I, I, that's that's something I'd get shot for for so many people, because everybody says it's the greatest movie of all time. But, I mean... Oh, I don't think it's the greatest movie of all time, but I think in terms of, like, a film to- cinematography, mm-hmm. filming a story, filming of something that is timeless, because going back on the whole... Well, people are still fascinated by the concept of mafias. Yeah, I just, but I'm, I'm actually really surprised you like it because I feel like there's not a whole lot of over the top action. Like I feel like there's like well, I was way watching more. for plot for that, right? Yeah, like Star Wars. I'm not watching plot for plot. I'm watching yeah. it for action. Well, you said when you were a kid, there was nothing that could hold your attention. <laughs> well, I mean now, when, uh, I, when I watch it now, I'm like, oh, lightsaber battles, war, because it's literally called wars. Uh, okay. Whereas my- Godfather is, yeah, no, it's an old person movie it's you're looking for plot you're looking for like the nuances of like family first mafia money empire it's actually surprising that you watch movies for plots in my mind you only watch them for action <laughs> i told you i watch movies for the plot but then <laughs> i don't think you did <laughs> i have mentioned this before so depending on the movie if the trailer gives me the impression that i can turn off my brain yeah. and enjoy for its violence i will do exactly that but if it's one of those thought-provoking movies like whether it be hannibal whether it be uh, War and Peace, whether it be like Godfather or Scarface, mm. I'll be watching it for those nuances. Yeah, but, but there, yeah. there's some movies that do a mix of both. That's why I think the It Chapter 2 debate came into play, because to me that was like a deep story that like made a lot of sense. And I think the fact that you like were talking more about the scares made me think that you didn't like the story so much as just like the scares and no, the action. The there was another me, movie we talked about, I can't remember. Well, horror movies aren't exactly known for its plot. Yeah, but it, I thought that one actually uh, had a good plot. It had a good plot for chapter one, chapter two. That's where, to me, took a left turn. And okay. I feel like I learned more about you, Jock, and what you review movies for. I'm a man of culture. <laughs> Are you going to see The Irishman? Remind me what that one is? That's uh, the three-hour and 33-minute three three movie that's going to premiere on Netflix. And it has Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, Al Pacino. Oh, maybe. It's a uh, Martin Scorsese movie. Yeah, I think I'd probably watch it. Yeah, I really want to watch it, but just the fact that it's three hours and 30 minutes kind of scares me, you know? Breaking Apart is West Netflix. You can watch it whenever you want. I don't know. I, I kind of want to experience it all in one. I really want to get the feel for it, but at the same Last time... Last time I tried to do that, like, my butt hurt. Huh? Last time I tried to watch a movie, like, from start to finish for something that's, like, longer than normal, uh-huh. my butt hurt. Literally? Yeah, no, it physically hurts. <laughs> like, I need a break. I think you need like, another no. term besides butthurt that conjures up different images. My gluteus maximus was sore. All right, that sounds good. Um, What else? I don't know. Is that all that needs to be said, Joe? <laughs> um, I'm trying Anything to think else about Disney Plus? Star Wars? Are all right, you, if you're watching you, it, huh? Are you excited for Rise of Skywalker? We'll say that. I... I'm indifferent. Nah, that's not I'm exciting. ambivalent to this. <laughs> that's very not I'm exciting. more excited for Frozen 2 than I am for Star Wars. Yeah, I'm very surprised you're excited for that. I'm more excited to watch Last Christmas with Henry Golding and Amelia Clark than I am for Star Wars. <laughs> that's another movie with an Asian cast member. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually really down to watch that. I'm yeah. going to probably try to carve out time for that. <laughs> I am more excited to watch uh, Ford versus Ferrari than I am for Star Wars. Well, that's a movie I'm watching for plot. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Do you mm-hmm. like cars? Yeah. Or? I don't. I mean, I don't know a lot about cars to be honest, but mm-hmm. I am interested and fascinated. I no, mean, it did look. Yeah, it did get really good reviews. I don't know if I'm that interested. I probably won't see it. Movies on my list are Lighthouse, uh, fuck The Irishman. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of interested in Terminator at the same time. I haven't heard great I things. Heard terrible things about it. I actually heard it was good, but everyone's just kind of got Terminator fatigue, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's supposed to have, like, what, James Cameron at the helm and the... Well, he produced it, he didn't direct it. I mean, like, he he still has a say in it, right? Oh, yeah, but he didn't, like, direct... He didn't have... It's the the guy that did Deadpool is the director. Exactly, so it's, like, two great forces of nature. Yeah, although the Deadpool guy only really has Deadpool to his name, so you never know if it was a fluke. He's even, like, said that in interviews, like, hey, for all we know, I could be... like, Like, I just got super lucky with Deadpool and I could just, like, turn out shit for the rest of my career. But, um... What a solid answer. It's a very Deadpool answer. Hold up. Let me see if there are any more movies I'm interested in. 
We should do an episode like favorite movies of the year at the end of the year. What do you think, Joe? Dragon Ball is super brawly. Did that come out? That came out last year, technically. Didn't no, it? that came out in January. Oh yeah, you're right. It did. Did it come out in Japan in twenty? It probably came out in Japan in twenty eighteen. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But I'm just gonna, yeah. Hey, are you interested in watching the new Sonic movie? They finally fixed the character. <laughs> Not really. I didn't really grow up on Sonic, so I was very like neutral and lukewarm when they announced that. I mean, I grew up on Sonic, so I'm super down. But at the same time, like I know it's going to be a trash movie, so what do I care? I think so. I don't know. I I felt bad for the director, like the fact that he had to say, "I hear you guys. I know you hate it. We'll make it better." Like it's pretty sad, you know. Okay, they gotta know that when they made that movie and the characters design, they knew that that was garbage. I don't like to me. I didn't care about Sonic, and like to me, there's been worse character like, like Dragon CGI Ball, animations, Avatar. like fucking cats. That movie, have you seen that? I oh yeah, know. people make fun of it. But it's, like, it's out. Well, I don't know if it's out, but like that, though, that's fucking freaky as fuck, and like. I don't know, maybe it's because people were actually cared about Sonic where nobody really cared about cats, but that shit deserves way more flack than, like, Sonic ever got. Uh, I'd definitely say it got negative reviews. Well, it did, but at the same time, it wasn't as strong. The Sonic thing was just, people were so fucking pissed off. Like, you look at the YouTube videos of it, it was, like, two likes to every 200 dislikes, it looked like. Well, they definitely fixed it, and it's good now. Yeah, true. It could still be a good movie, I don't know. But, uh... The other movie I was going to say, Knives Out. Have you seen the trailer for that? Which one? Knives Out. Oh, uh, you know it's directed by... Um, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. He has made good movies. I mean, he did Looper. He did... Uh, People... I've heard mixed things about Looper. Yeah, it's good. It's movies. not the best sci-fi time travel movie, but it's solid. Um, what else did you... Uh, have you seen that movie, Brick? Joseph Gordon love it? Oh, I was not a fan of that. It was really? too artsy. It was too artsy fartsy like indie movie for me. You know, it's based on uh, his character is based on the guy from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> Even had the long hair and the way he walks. If you look at him, I've actually never watched Cowboy Bebop. Ah, okay. Are you gonna watch the uh, John Cho version? Yeah. Uh, yes. Except the movie set or the series is set back nine months. Yep. Uh, Dang it! Such a shame. Maybe it'll be on Disney Plus. It's on <laughs> Netflix. I know it probably won't. I was just trying to take, so, tie it all at the end. Because I have uh, nothing else to say. Anyways, I, I feel re- like we should call it an episode, don't you think, Ja? I was going to say, I recommend Disney Plus if you want the nostalgia, and also I recommend getting it next year and not this year. Why? Because more stuff? More stuff comes out next year. Honestly. Okay. Maybe they'll make it cheaper by then, too. Probably not. Yeah, or raise the prices and jack it up. Hey! Good times. <laughs> anyways, thank you for listening. This is <sighs> the Underpaid and Underqualified with your host, Vince and Ja. Good night. Or good day. And good luck. What? Ha <laughs> ha.